Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Sunday, August 6th, 2023, and this is episode 67. I'm your co-host Pete, and with me, as always, is my good friend Howell. Hi, buddy. I guess, fuck it, we just got to record an episode, right? So we'll get, get back together. Um, Might as well. We're, I mean, like you, like you were saying before ragged. we... Like you were saying before we came on the air, you know, you've got a busy September. Uh, I actually do have a busy September and early October. Um, mm-hmm. I got a lot of travel as well. And then, um, we were gonna, you know, yeah. back to school. You know, Didn't your, we kids, have, are be, we, your we, kids are getting we were signed like, by... Your kids are getting signed by some European soccer teams, and I know, hope that'd be amazing. Um, we were, well, I think, we were supposed to record maybe like a week or so ago, and yeah. I don't know, someone I can't remember, but anyway, we're Bad here now. Happened. So, um, is your daughter sad about the U.S. Women's National Team? You know, she doesn't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did she know that they were going to get knocked out? So it was it's so funny. Quickly. She she likes to she likes to play soccer, but she tells me it's pretty boring to watch. And I think a lot of Americans yeah. would agree with her. Um, I actually recorded the game and got up and did not look at my phone to watch at the game. And I kind of watched it and and sped through it this morning. That was um, smart. Did you watch any of it? Uh, I watched uh, part of the second half, and then. Okay. Um, yeah, like uh, with the time change, it was just kind of inconvenient. And then I yes. got the alert on my phone that, and uh, yeah, did it went you down see, that way. Did you see the final PK that they? I saw no. I only saw the replay, which it's okay. hilarious. Like, I, but they, I did see the the VAR. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, they the should. Sh- yeah, like yeah. they do in ten, like they do in tennis when they're yes. ruling it right. in or out. And uh, they're like by it was by a millimeter. Like from that picture alone, it didn't. It didn't look like it, cr- it. It broke the line, which, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think I'll if, take the word for it. Like but... went in, yeah, far enough that it did cross the line. I mean, it's yeah. you know, but but it was crazy, just like how close it was. Yeah. Um, uh, but honestly, I mean, know. I saw the game. I saw the first game against Vietnam when U.S. W- when they won three nothing, and Vietnam had zero shots on goal, and mm-hmm. I only and I think they only had like three opportunities which is mm-hmm. you know basically on that end with position mm-hmm. whereas the u.s had like 30 and like mm-hmm. f- you know 20 something shots on goal mm-hmm. and only won three nothing and yeah this their set pieces were off they weren't playing they i mean they were playing fast and aggressive the way that they do which is great but they just could not they couldn't make any plays happen once they were inside that last third of the field of the opponent's mm-hmm. side. And, you know, if it wasn't for that girl, Sophie Smith, is that her last name? Sophia Smith. Yeah. Sophia Smith. And then Horan, the, uh, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think she's, she's, she's a badass. Um, they, I, they would never have scored. And it was like, yep. You know, they kept, they sent on Rapino at, at the end and at she did nothing. Yeah. She's, she did nothing. she's way past. She, she should never have been on this team. Um, but you know, whatever. We just um, turned this into an episode of Men and Blazers. Um, that's true. We have, but you know, uh, and it's but Alex, Mo- you know, Alex Morgan was in, uncharacteristically in, ineffective in all three games. She did not score. She had no. This, she, she missed a PK in the first game. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I so, think uh, it, it was just was, lackluster all around. It was, yeah, they could not finish. I think um, they, they were not dynamic enough. I don't think Mm-mm. Rose Lavelle didn't play today because she had she was playing on. She had gotten two yellows in a row, and I think yep. that hurt. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. Uh, I think after the group stage, you could probably have guessed they were not going to win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, and well, and where they were in the in the knockout rounds, like you know, if they had beaten Sweden, Japan, then they then they had Japan, which is a very yeah. tough team. That that mm-hmm. bracket was very very is very very hard. Yes. Um, yeah. I have a feeling whoever comes out of that bracket is who's going to win it altogether. You know, completely. Is Spain. No, Spain. No, I don't know. England is pretty formidable, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, it's disappointing. I think, like you said, there probably needs to be some new blood infused yeah. into the national team. My daughter is always willing to step up and play if, if needed. <laughs> um, I, I did make a joke to you earlier today that not, you know, the far right is really excited that Megan Rapino missed a PK today to are to, they to, to 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 swing the um uh do you sh- I there was this um article by well, I I I'll send it to you later there was an editorial in the post New York Post about how the US women's team is is really hard to root for um and I was like what and I read through it, and it just sounded like an old man yelling at Phil Muschick, I think was his name. Mm, the, yeah, I don't know. Um, and he, he was complaining. Yeah, send it to me, though. He was complaining about uh, Alex Morgan's tea celebration uh, at, at the um, last, I think it was at the last World Cup, where she scored and she did the, you know, like she was drinking tea. Yeah. Um, he said that was, you know, like uncouth basically. And then he obviously was complaining about Megan Rapino and her outspokenness on, on issues. And, you know, but um, there does seem to be an animus towards that team that uh, a, a lot of, I don't, I don't get it. You know, every, obviously people are entitled to their opinions. Um, and I'm not going to say that, you know, they're, they're, anti-american or anything for not liking the u.s women's team well i I mean even when um trump was in office when the the u.s women uh lost in the olympics he he like commented on it and was like kind of didn't say like good effort girls he just kind of like made fun of them for losing yeah Um, so uh anyway um it's a shame i you know i enjoy watching them and uh, I don't know how much of the rest of the Women's World Cup I will watch at this point. It's mostly because it's at 4 a.m. Yes. Well, and then, you know, Scott Walker, the former governor of Wisconsin, he put up on on, on his social media, um, you know, he always has like, he always talks about go woke, go broke kind of thing. And he added mm. the U.S. women's team that they just went broke because they're so woke. Um, he, oh, today he did that? Yeah, he did that today. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I kind of can't, I kind of can understand from the far right perspective of why they just, they're, they don't like the women's national team. And it is because they're so outspoken. I mean, Megan Rapino has said before, I think this is right. She said that she would be fine if for a trans woman to play on the women's national team. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> But she—that's something that certainly is um, is offensive to uh, to to people on uh, not only not just the right, but mostly the right. 
Um, That's just one player's opinion. It doesn't mean the whole team is. Uh, yeah, but you know, she's always Rapino's always. She's been kind of the spokesperson for all those issues. You know, the the the, the gender pay gap in in soccer and for you know LGBTQ stuff. Thing. Like, no, it's not a bad thing. But you know, it's because she has been sort of. I mean, I think in a way designated as the spokesperson for a lot of those issues. You know, it, it's easy to assume that they all feel that way. I mean, it's the same way. Like you know, you know, when we go see we go see Pearl Jam and, and, and Eddie Vedder goes off on some sort of rant. You're assuming he's talking for the whole band and maybe he is, and maybe he isn't, but you still associate, you know, because they're part of a group, you know, you're associating the fact that they're, um, that they all feel that same way. So yeah, you still root for him. I fuck. I fucking love Eddie Vedder, man. I got no problem with him. That's that's what I mean. Like, like I said, it's like, just, you know, people have opinions and you can disagree with them and still, you know, like it doesn't mean you have to, want them to lose or fail yeah well it's funny too because so many people were um a lot of people were giving the team you know grief for not singing the national anthem Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure every single player when they put them on camera had their hand over their heart they weren't Mm -hmm. kneeling Mm -hmm. yeah they might not have been singing the national anthem but they were they were being respectful whereas i was thinking back to you know one of my obviously one of my favorite youtube videos of this year is chris stapleton singing the national anthem at the nfl at the super bowl which Mm -hmm. was i think hands down the best rendition of the national anthem we've ever heard um, better than Whitney Houston. I think better, I think oh, better than okay. Whitney Houston. And you had guys, you had football players holding their, like they do when they're standing around holding their shoulder pads, like, and they were, mm. their eyes were closed and they were listening and they were certainly into it, but they didn't have their hands over their hearts. They weren't singing, you know, you know, mm-hmm. at the top of their lungs. So, but I didn't hear anybody giving Jalen hurts shit because you know, he wasn't singing. So that that is certainly something that is just ridiculous. But I mean, you know, haters going to hate the other thing. Exactly. The other thing that uh, she got flack for today was after she missed her PK, she she was turned around smiling and was like kind of like laughing as she ran back to the the um, the line. And, you know, people were like, oh, you're not taking it seriously. And I will say I know that even like when one of the things my daughter does when she plays is she plays and when she messes up instead of like you know getting down on herself she kind of just like laughs it off yeah and like um and i think it's a healthy way of thinking about sports and yeah. i'm sure she was not happy that that happened but it was just her way of in the moment uh processing that that disbelief that she had yeah. just fixed. and so like I, th- I thought that was a, a, a bit of a ridiculous uh, critique of her as well. And I, I and just piling on, I think, yeah. is what was happening. I saw her post a match interview and she she actually addressed that. Um, she was like, yeah, you know, it, it, the first thought that came through to my mind is this is how my international career ends missing mm-hmm. a PK. Mm-hmm. And, how you know, that's dark you know, comedy she, that is the, exactly dark exactly dark comedy like that but it's the only like you said it, the only way she would, could probably deal with it without break i mean i'm sure she wanted to break down and cry i mean i would mm-hmm. if you're you know the biggest one of the you know the biggest stage in your sport and you right. that's what happens i you would flub it you flub it you, you gotta figure you gotta find a way to not like lose your mind and if yeah. that's the way she did it I, I i have i have all the respect in the world for it but um yeah i mean she said that she was like all I could think of was, oh, great. This is how my, mm. this is how my career ends. And, mm-hmm. and how you know, ridiculous that is. And how ridiculous as, as decorated, as decorated as she is. Yeah. Right. 
like 60 something goals and 70 something assists in since 2006. I didn't realize she'd been on the team that long. She's been on the national team since 06 and she's torn uh, one ACL twice and then tore the other ACL. One was in college. One was, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that she went through. I mean, no doubt. She's an amazing athlete. She's an amazing soccer player. Mm -hmm. She's, she is, she was great, but I don't know if she really deserved to be on this this squad for Probably. this. Yeah, this stage. I, I think that's a good. I, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good question. I don't know enough. About Not because her. of her politics, but because of her athletic ability <laughs> at this point. Her yeah, ability to contribute. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that's been an episode of Men and Blazers by Keaton <laughs> Howell. Um, Critiquing yeah. women. We, we got <laughs> we got off on a tangent. That's our comfort but, zone. But uh, it was topical and relevant and yeah um, we do have some other things to discuss but not that much because i don't know uh it kind of feels like um things are a little bit normal these days i think i said i I think it is i said i said the other day um uh to a friend i said i want this there was a headline where it was like oh i it was the thing about the Chinese zoo that did not had to deny that their bears were not humans in costumes. Did you see that? I did not see that. <laughs> when did that come out? I'll send that to you too. But I, I, I sent it to a friend and, I was, and it was like, it was like a headline on CNN and I oh it's like Chinese zoo issue statement denying bears are humans. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I wish the news could stay this type of stuff oh, rather than stuff about, you know, our democracy's failing or Trump is indicted or something like that, because um, it just means things are humming along as normal. Or, you know, let's talk about the Fed rate hike or, you know, something like yeah. that as opposed to, as opposed to, you know, all the crazy shit we've talked about in the last three years since we've been doing this show. Well, before we get into in, into the into some of the crazy shit, like some an, an actual question I did have for you, and it just hit me that I wanted to ask you this. I thought about it this morning, is um, just to be a little bit serious about the peace talks in Saudi Arabia for the Russian Ukrainian mm-hmm. war, and mm-hmm. Russia not showing up, and mm-hmm. basically, um, I forget who which which spokesman. If it was, it was a Kremlin spokesman, that was like, there will be no peace talks. We will you know, see this war through or something like that or some mm. statement like that. I, I don't know. If, I haven't heard that. Oh, you didn't hear that. Yeah. No, that's, I think that might be the one thing, one serious thing I at least mentioned on tonight's tonight's episode, but oh. I just thought that was really um, interesting. Well, I, uh, that doesn't sound promising. No. Um, uh, Oh, here it is. I'll send it to you now. <laughs> um, Yeah we'll see what happens there. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I, I think that's not, I, I mean, I guess Saudi Arabia has some leverage to, uh, to, to try and do something like that and, and throw their weight around, but I can't imagine. Um, I'll just send it to you. I can't, I can't imagine much would have come of that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should be getting the, uh, the text now for the headline. Um, but yeah, I think uh, in general, we haven't had a, we haven't we haven't had anything urgent to really talk about. I think um, probably to start tonight, we can just mention that you know Donald Trump was indicted for the third time, um, and this one is some people are saying the the most important of all the indictments. Um, 
I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Trump's indictments, but uh, you know, it does seem that every time he gets indicted, you know, the the <laughs> it's it's almost this last indictment. It was almost like, oh, he's been indicted again. It didn't seem like it was there was even much. You know, there was. Yeah. It didn't seem that groundbreaking or like it's not certainly not turning off a lot of people who are going to plan to vote for him. Well, it's um, funny because the poll was among Republicans, 65 percent of Republicans believe these are serious charges, but 49 percent th- thought they were still politically motivated, even though they were serious, <laughs> which I, I want to be like, even if they're politically motivated, we can we can just set that one aside. Mm hmm. <laughs> there's you still think there's serious charges mm-hmm. now do you think they're serious because they're politically motivated or do you think they're serious because he actually did fuck up and probably deserves to be punished for mm-hmm. trying to get you know raffens secretary raffensperger in georgia to find him mm-hmm. like eleven thousand votes or whatever like you know mm-hmm. it's just and then that's the other thing too what's going to happen with the case in fulton county georgia because that the fulton mm-hmm. county da wants to he really wants to right you know hammer as well um I it just might think not it's be funny. the last indictment. No, I mean, and that's why it's really funny to watch how bad DeSantis is doing right now because he is flubbing the shit out of this. Um, you know, and Trump's you think path like is actually the knife, knife in him, and and just trying to like this is this is when you try to full on assault a Trump and just like throw him to the mat and be like you you you, but he he's had his Desa- identity. Des- he's, yeah. DeSantis isn't strong enough to do that now. I mean, he just fired like a third of his staff. His mm-hmm. fundraising is in the toilet. He's actually spent more than he's brought in, I believe. Um, and it, he's not strong enough to do it. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have it anymore. He's losing that luster that he had. Um, I think if he had been running a better campaign and was a much you know living up to the hype, he probably could. This would have been the opportunity for DeSantis to step in and really you know like you said put the knife in and and get get the lead, but. It's looking looking bleak in the primary front. It seems that the special counsel is he a special counsel, Jack Smith? Uh, Yeah, he is. He he, that he has done his homework and dotted his I's and crossed his T's. Um, He seems to be very judicious and prudent with his with his work. Um, I mean the. The documents case in Mar-a-Lago, I mean, not knowing what the defense is going to come up with, it does seem to be pretty open and shut. Obviously, he's yeah. entitled to a presumption of innocence. Um, and I don't even know if you go to jail for the way he handled that. Um, the This case for, what is it, like defrauding the government, disrupting an official government proceeding. Um, yeah. Uh, um, what else was he charged with? It was like four counts, right? Yeah, yeah, it was four. Um, and not inciting an, erec- an, an erection. <laughs> inciting an <laughs> erection. I'll incite an erection for you. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it seems like, you know, he's using a lot of the work done by the, the January 6th committee um, and then you know, I think it was going to be hard to not make this a case about the First Amendment. And he has, from what I've seen, he has gone beyond that. And beyond that, that you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's not about what he said. It's about what he was trying to do with what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like 
the First Amendment does have limitations. You can't yeah. yell fire in a in a uh, crowded theater and and not expect some charges. Um, it, so his it, uh, Trump's attorney. Know, sorry, go ahead. No, I I, I was going to say I don't know I what you think of the the response from oh. uh, the defense, like you said, um, what you think of it, and also generally what you think of like how the GOP has responded to a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're all saying like, you know, I think even Kevin McCarthy said it too, like it's politically motivated, but like, yeah, how can you not say that we're a year out from the campaign or not even a year out from the campaign? Um, we're five months away. Jesus. Um, and actually the first, uh, debates coming up here in what week or two, right? First GOP debate. But, um, Trump's attorneys have been, they've mentioned two things so far that, that I've seen. I'm sure they've said more things, but the one that he's immune, he's immune from prosecution and they're citing, <laughs> they're evoking Nixon on that. I'm like, eh, okay. Probably not a good idea to do that. What? I don't even, I have not heard that. I will yeah. be the rationale there. Uh, I don't, I, I just honestly, I just, stuff at the wall and they're just throwing what they, yeah, they're doing everything they can. And they're they're They plan to make an argument that the framers of the constitution would would say that as well, that Trump would be oh. immune from prosecution. Um, anyway, are they, are they going to get like an AI video of the framers saying <laughs> of, of Ben? Be- hey, we got Ben Franklin here. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to tell us what he thought. And then the other thing was, I'm trying to find it. There was a, um, it was a headline I saw today. It was basically like, which it's pretty comical. They said it was something to the effect of once Pence testifies, it will clear everything up in Trump's favor. Whereas Pence has been all over the campaign trail being like, yeah, Trump told me I had to do this. And I told him it was not within my power under the constitution to overturn the election for him. So I failed to see how that is good works out well for trump if pence gets on the stand and says that sort of thing but yeah i mean i I don't think yeah i don't think that defense is going to work out the way they know i don't think they do um and uh to go actually actually to go back to your phil mushnick uh and his loathing of uh i was looking at some of his other big headlines and one is one is georgia football and u.s women's national team sit atop the current reckless mindless sports landscape this guy seems like kind of a douchebag <laughs> so i wouldn't read his shit anyway um it sounded <laughs> like a curmudgeon like, yeah he says yeah he does he's grandpa simpson like yeah yeah um, uh, jets flirtation with controversial dalvin cook is wrong and pathetic what like, what did get dalvin cook do i exactly what did he do <laughs> like he's a black man get baby. it he's, he's a black, a black man, man. Yep, it's true. Um, this is uh, just some of his headlines are just shit. I don't get it. Anyway, back to Trump. So, yeah, I think this is going to be but but all the legal analysts, well, at least some of the legal analysts that I've seen in on on CNN and other and Fox and other stations that I've been watching in ABC News, they basically said this this thing could take a year before it actually goes to trial. Like, so honestly, Trump could either he could continue talking about and tweeting saying, you know, if you whatever he tweeted the other day, like if you come after me, I'll come after you or something yeah. like that, you know, puffing his chest and fucking throwing his dick out there. Um, inciting an erection, inciting an erection. There you go. Ah, see, yeah, we brought it back. And then, um, yeah, if it takes a year, they could ignore it and people won't even notice because it's going to be in the middle of the presidential cycle. People aren't they're not going to pay attention to this unless he actually gets goes to jail it's just amazing to me that you know 
there was the time Siena poll this week that said had Biden and Trump both at 43%. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I, it will, it will confound me to the day I die that it's even that close. And it just, I mean, I guess it just speaks to how weak a candidate and mess and how effective messaging has been to bring down Biden. Um, yeah. Because the the fact of someone who's literally anti you're talking about someone who is anti democratic uh, voting him into office de- democratically, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so <sighs> lot lot to come on that front, I guess. Definitely. Um, anything else you want to say about Trump getting indicted? Just no. wait and see when the next one happens. Yep. We'll see how this. That's see what more comes right? out. Fanny. Yeah. I mean, attorney if- Fanny. Yeah, so yeah, when Fulton County, yeah, that's supposedly coming. Um, I don't know what Annie the timeline Willis, looks is that like. Her name? Uh, something like that. Yeah, but you don't know. She's a Democrat. Yeah, no, I don't pay attention to Democrats. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So. All right. Well, um, I think let's just let's not talk about old senators unless you really want to talk about uh, Mitch McConnell being. Freezing this, we can talk about it real quickly on the heels of Diane Feinstein barely being able to function. Uh, I wouldn't even say she barely functions; she just can't function. Um, in the, the hot, did you see her hot the hot mic when she was in a committee hearing uh, a couple weeks ago? So. She went. She was starting to talk in the microphone and like like making statements, and some uh-huh. staffer went behind her and was like, "You just need to vote yes." Oh yes, I I read that. I did not. <laughs> I actually, yeah. they played video of it. The they video. played the audio. It was, it was sad. Um, well, I, I think, yeah. uh, as many may know, Mitch McConnell had a senior moment this week where he froze up at the, I don't know what press conference it was, but just stood like there like staring the daily one. Yeah. For about 25 seconds and had to be yeah. escorted away by what you said, Senator Barrasso. Yeah, there was a bunch of senators with him, but Barrasso, Senator Brasso from Wyoming, who's a physician, he, I think he noticed what was happening and he spoke in his ear and said, like, we need to get you to your office. Um, at least that's back. what, then he came back. It was quick. I mean, McConnell has taken some, he's fallen a couple times. He got a concussion not too long ago. Um, and, you know, he, he had polio as a child, which contributes to his already mm. kind of frozen look that he has. It's, that's not a dig. I was not aware it's of just, that. That's so just how learn it looks. stuff here on this podcast. Yeah. That's um, why he looks kind of, he, he almost looks yeah, like a little plastic, plastically and droopy. He had polio as a child. He survived mm. it. And he's basically always looked like that. Um, and, um, yeah. He, childhood look. Yeah. Yeah. And then since then, he, you know, since this incident, this recent one, he's, he's already come out saying that he's going to, he's going to remain as, as the minority leader, you know, I, he's not running. He's already 81. He's not running again. I think he already, he already, I don't know if he's already announced that, but he certainly alluded to the fact that this is his last, this is probably his last term. Um, when did he get reelected? Uh, two years ago. 2018. The, yeah. I think it was 18. It was 20 when he was elected last. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So that, that um, was the we'll have to, McGrath. we'll fact, we'll fact check that. Yeah. Um, uh, it just reminds us that we have some fucking old people, uh, true in charge. And I, certainly am sympathetic to the argument of becoming an expert in legislation and being there and understanding how things work. I mean, you will give McConnell credit for knowing exactly how the game works and how it's played, Mm -hmm. even if he's used it, in my opinion, um, cynically and, uh, um, uh, 
perhaps not as it's intended, um, yeah. but he has ways used that, it. Ways that Chuck Schumer has never done. <laughs> He's never <laughs> stolen a, 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 a Supreme Court seat. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. All right, moving um, on. So I will say he is a expert at legislating. Yeah. And if you do go to some sort of uh, age limit or something like that at some point, um, you risk you risk the the trade off is you may be having people making laws who are more like Lauren Boebert than Mitch McConnell, um, and so good point. you know uh, I don't know I doubt they'll ever pass anything just because there's so many like so many old people in Congress right now. But um, I mean, there, I think I think there's a lot of people who in theory are for a constitutional amendment on term limits. I mean, I think max. I think three terms in the Senate should be the max. I mean, that's 18 years. That's a long time. Um, and then five in the house, uh, five or 10, make it, you yeah. can make it, make it, you know, right. um, you know, equal to the Senate as much as you want, mm-hmm. you want to make it or five or nine, I guess. Um, cause this is two year terms, but you know, there is something to be said for, like you said, for seniority and understanding how things work and process, but you know what, that's what the staffers are there for. There are staffers that have been working on the Hill for 30 years and they know the process as good, if not better than the senators. And some of these folks, they work on the Senate floor, the house floor, and they tell these members, this is what you can do strategically. Mm -hmm. Those people exist. There's a lot of them and Mm -hmm. they're very good at knowing what levers they can and can't pull to Mm -hmm. either delay legislation or accelerate it or whatever, or kill, um, kill outright. Um, But yeah, I mean, McConnell, he actually does know all this stuff because he's, he, did study it and did understand mm-hmm. it from a lot for a, a long time, not just since mm-hmm. he became Republican leader, but, um, and then and there's members that were, became leader that didn't use it very well. I would, I would argue that Bill Frist probably didn't use the powers of, um, being the leader of his part of the Republican party in the Senate. He, he didn't use it very well. And I think he got a lot of criticism mm-hmm. cause I think he did try to be a little bit more cordial and more, mm-hmm. um, and more, uh, bipartisan in a lot of ways, but yeah. well, such as the times, I guess. We've got a bunch of fucking old people. We do running the country, and some might be aliens, according to uh, some house recent house hearings. I don't know. I didn't want to. Are amongst us. I didn't want to talk about it real quickly. Yeah, I didn't want to get too deep. You watched it. it. I watched portions of it. Did you ever take part in a hearing that was like a crackpot thing like that? Not. I mean, obviously they were taking it very seriously, but no. um, You know, what do you when you see something like that going on? What are your thoughts? I, my, I thought I, w- I did think about the time. So I, you know, all my, um, all, f- well, four of my bosses were all on actual committees that did a lot of really good work. And I was trying to think like, you know, McCain, you know, he was at the time he was chair when I worked for him, he was chairman of commerce committee and they were doing a lot of telecom things, a lot of really cool things. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, when I worked for Paul Ryan, it was ways and means. And that's when we were doing a lot of, you know, the, we held hearings on, uh, social security, personal accounts, mm-hmm. um, you know, tax policy, Medicare modernization like act, actual, yeah, policy. actual real policy stuff. I, you know, these kind of, we didn't, and I don't even remember having these kind of, you know, new committees that were, you know, the weaponization. What, what committee held this UFO uh, this was, uh, I think it was one of the, judici- I think it was Judiciary Committee, wasn't it? 
I forget which one it was. The whist- oh, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember which one it was. But it, but there was a whistleblower, and it's whichever one has all the whistle deals with the whistleblowers. Oh, okay. Because there's one specific for the whistle for whistleblowers right now. Um, and it's funny because this whistleblower was like, "I'm a Democrat." You know, you can believe me on this, but actually didn't have any firsthand knowledge of any of this. It was like all it was all like secondhand, but somehow was able to claim being a whistleblower. And it was just it's just funny. Like, I have a lot of friends who believe who believe in UFOs. And I I, it's not that I don't necessarily, but it's kind of like if you had the technology to travel the vast you know, landscape of the galaxies I kind of feel like you would, we would know about that. It it wouldn't be such a secret and you wouldn't crash on earth. Like (laughs) I think you'd be better at space travel than that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm. It was the house oversight committee. House oversight. That's who it was. National security subcommittee. Yeah. 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 It was house oversight. Um, That's right. Not George Dishman. And it was uh, addressing unidentified anomalous phenomena. Known which is UAP which is the new U, UAFs. It's no longer UFOs. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, 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 when you asked if we wanted to talk about it, I said, well, I didn't really follow it. I kind of watched a little bit, a few clips online. Um, it was interesting to note that I saw the witness being cross, or not cross-examined, but questioned by Nancy Mace from South Carolina. And she was asking him some questions. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, I can't talk about that in this public setting. I need to talk to you in a skiff about it, which is for those it's who may not know it's the the place you can go to list to read or talk about yeah. it's a um, secure room high classified information yeah. and I was thinking to myself, Wait, but isn't the whole point of you being here that yeah. you're bringing stuff out of the into the public that yep. was being held um secret by the government so you're you know like i don't why how are you picking and choosing what you can and can't talk about um in the in these hearings which made me kind of question his uh purpose or his motive yeah um was it just to get out there and be known as the guy who's talking about ufos and now he can go on all these podcasts and you know probably like makes i don't know I, i i would like to think that you know maybe he he does want just more light to be shined on this aspect of what the U S uh, funds. Um, I, I, I mean, I've seen, I've, I've watched some of the videos that they've released. I mean, it certainly looks like pretty weird stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that, but you know, like, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of with you. I'm like, if it's, I, I, th- for one, I think it's, uh, presumptuous of us to think we're the only living thing in all of the. the oh, galaxy. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, does that mean that the other living things have figured out a way to fly at the speed of light and get over here and visit us? I don't. I don't know about that. But, um, uh, yeah, it, 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 I just think I'm just thinking about all the things that we need to get. I mean, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, but like, do we really need to have a UFO that? Here? Yeah. There's that dynamic too. Like, is this really what we need to be spending our time on right now? Like, honestly, yeah. like inflation is still an issue. You know, interest rates are are climbing every single quarter. 
um, there's a, you know, there is war going on. There is, right. you know, a million issues that need to be dealt with. Uh, people are getting kicked off Medicaid rolls right now. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is right. what we're going to fucking talk about is UFOs. Right. Like, come on. Like, yeah. And from a, and from a, and from a supposed whistleblower who doesn't have firsthand knowledge of any of this stuff, this is all hearsay right. and what people have told him in his position. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm like, this is not, this is a waste of time. I mean, it really absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was hoping, you know, he would bring at least something to be like, you know, uh, like uh, in contact or in the movement, remember the movie contact when mm-hmm. they get the message from uh, um, outer space, you know, bring something like that. Don't just tell us what you've heard secondhand. Yeah. Um, but it's just a general uh, trend of, yeah, we kind of have these hearings that aren't super serious, um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch the, it, so you said it was whist- funny. Um, the whistleblower is like, my testimony is based on things I've been told. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he said, and it's like right, and uh, right there. If I if I had been sitting on oversight committee, I would have stood up and walked out of the fucking hearing room. If that's yeah. what his if, like, really, that's what you're basing this on. Congressman photos will have oh my be having none of this. I was like, give me a break. Um, this yeah. my testimony is based on what I've been told. I'm like, oh my God. Give me a yeah. break. Give I me mean, a freaking it, break. Who like who brought him to testify? Which uh like is that something that both parties wanted to bring him to talk about? Or well, bec- was it I think not at the behest of someone I like I don't know what was the purpose uh, of it. I do not. I I do not know the background. I mean, you know, a lot of all this all this stuff became kind of popular in the news because of all the declassification um, from the Biden administration on UFOs and reports that came out of the you know Department of Defense and yeah. So like they did declassify a bunch of stuff in the last and it's you know they showed all these videos of Navy pilots seeing things like darting across their you know right in front of them as they're flying to earlier Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know I don't. You know, you know. I don't know. If, I don't know. I think I don't understand the obsession about it. I mean, but there is, there certainly is. I mean, obviously, there is a subset of the population that's been obsessed about UFOs for freaking decades. So I guess pe- some people are eating this up. I just saw the. Uh, sorry, pause because I saw the transcript of Nancy Mace um, oh. talking to this guy. So she says, "Okay, so you say the government is in possession of potentially non-human space of a non-human hmm. spacecraft." Uh, based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials <laughs> and Grush, I guess is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's something I can't discuss in a public setting. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So can, why I ask, are you here? can I ask when you think this occurred? If you believe we have cra- a crashed craft stated, if you believe we have a crashed craft stated earlier, do you, do we have the bodies of the pilots? I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview. Awesome. Uh, biologics Nation. biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. Like, okay. Alien remains. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, were, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Grush. Non-human. And that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still in the program. So he has no firsthand knowledge at yeah. all. He talked to somebody 
who told him who may or may not have told him something like, I don't know. This is, I, this is I shaky will say, at best. I will say, and not to get my wife in any sort of trouble, but when she was working on the, um, it, Homeland security, she, uh, set in on a Homeland security briefing, uh, in with members of Congress that she said, there was some weird ass shit that was discussed like stuff that, um, on UFOs. I, I, I think it was maybe somewhat related to that. Okay. Um, like phenomenons of some kind. No, 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 maybe it was like, I can't remember, but it was, it was something like, um, uh, like science fictiony. That you should um, you should get her to tell her tell you and then you can be a whistleblower <laughs> and testify before Congress that that is your understanding of what somebody who has told you about what, who who was involved <laughs> in the program. Um, she described it as secret squirrely shit. That's really uh, funny. Yeah. So anyway, anything Anyhow. else to say about that? Nothing. I'm good. Okay. Good. I've, I've reached All my right. max on on absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got uh, busy falls coming up, but hopefully we'll be able to record again soon. Um, are you into anything these days? Um, I'm not just because things have been so busy lately. I haven't been able to do anything fun. Um, God damn you. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I will say like I got to go back to I think I told you this before we came on. I got to go to my favorite butcher in, in South Haven, Michigan. We were there for a few days uh, for maybe put a plug in for the butcher yeah, for Bob's processing in South okay. South Haven, Michigan. He uh, they do deliver. They do a uh, ship if you want to buy off there. He is tell a him, tell him multiple sent you. He is a multiple gold medal award winning uh, for or a gold medal Hurler? winner for his for his bacon. Oh, okay. um, he has phenomenal butchered beef. He makes his own uh, deli meats. My brother-in-law told me, my brother-in-law actually bought a pack of the bologna that he makes and uh, he fried it up into a sandwich and said it was a fucking game changer. Oh, um, so okay. now I want it, Now I got to have a fried bologna sandwich from Bob's processing. But um, well, we had a great, you know, so going to, I like, I like, I'm always into going to Bob's. Like I would drive from Chicago in the winter time if I was desperate for one of his one of his steaks or skirt steak or brats really? or bacon or whatever. It's, it's really, really awesome. His brats are phenomenal. His burgers are great. Um, the butchered beef is fantastic. We got um, my brother-in-law and I bought two, four pounds of skirt steak that had just been butchered. And it, it's amazing how that meat feels when it's raw and it was, it's freshly butchered because it kind of feels like buttery almost. It just has that, mm. you know, it's fresh. It's, there's no smell to it at all. It just, it's just, and it was fucking delicious. delicious. Oh my god, it was fantastic. Sorry if you're anybody's a vegan, but you can go fuck um, yourself. Um, so that's an hour. I'm in. I'm into Bob's. Okay, I don't know that I'll make it there, but maybe next time you go, I'll give you some cash and you can bring me some some meats back. I brought some um, back. I brought some burgers and brats and steaks back. They're in my freezer. Delicious. What are you into? Anything? Well, that's a, uh, so. I've been watching Justified City Primeval. Did oh. you watch? Uh, did you watch the original Justified? I did not. No. I did okay. not. Well, Timothy Oliphant is back as Raylan Givens yeah. for Leonard. Leonard. 
Wait, Elron, no, not Elron Leonard. Elron, no, Elron Leonard. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Justified is one of my favorite shows of all time, and this is a sequel that takes place in Detroit. Um, it's an eight episode series. We're halfway through. Um, and it actually was shot in Chicago. Uh, so, um, but, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, it's a really good show. Uh, kind of, I, I think you could even watch it without having watched justify the original. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm a big Timothy Oliphant fan, so it's always nice to see him in, in stuff. So that's what I'm into. I got, uh, I loved him in the, I loved him in the, uh, in the girl next door. <laughs> I was, he was amazing. Bring him up in that. Oh my god, he was he was he deserved a All right, Oscar for that for that role. All right, people, let's make with the oh. fucky fucky. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, best, he play he one, plays a one porn of the best director. Screen lines ever. Yes, <laughs> he plays a porn director in that film. For those of that you and go see it. It's a good movie. Emil Hirsch, uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Fantastic movie. Yep. So. Uh, and um, what's his name? Paul. Uh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. who's become like a big freaking mate. Like he's he he's a big deal. He's like he's method and like gets really mm-hmm. great roles now. Um, yep. yep, that's really funny. So great, great, great film. Yep. Uh, so yeah, City Primeval. That's it. We'll check it out. Well, that's it for us. So uh, follow us on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now <laughs> at Bros Politics. Uh, I think we're trying. Are we trying to get a Threads? handle are we doing that trying to does anyone use threads anymore after two weeks i don't don't, don't even know i get a lot i get all these requests like people are following me now and i'm like i didn't i I didn't even know i set up a freaking threads account um (laughs) but whatever um we're not on threads yet we might be we're not on threads yet listen to us wherever you get your podcasts apple spotify and amazon amazon and uh we'll go to the casino at some point let's do it have a good night buddy you too